a Bible study one time, not really a Bible study, more like a devotion one time on movie quotes. And I did it with junior high and high school students. And it was incredible how many kids could repeat lines from movies. We then very quickly shifted over how many Bible verses could you quote. And interestingly enough, we all, myself included, could probably quote more movies than we could Bible verses. But it's amazing how many Bible verses are truly repeated actually in the Bible. And I guess it goes to just say that there are some things that are worth repeating. And on a fun fact kind of note, there are 58 like documented movies and TV shows where somebody makes reference to, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. So funny and so true. It's like what you say when you are out of your comfort zone. And it's not just movies. I mean, think of phrases that have become commonplace like the new normal or unprecedented. My all-time favorite of the last two years, you're on mute. Seriously, never gets old, always makes me laugh. But it's true that there are just words that are worth repeating. And it's interesting because I am following for this Lenten season the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod's liturgical calendar and the verses that they have listed for um, the weeks of Lent. And this week, I am choosing to focus on the epistle, which is Romans 10, 8b, which always makes me giggle because, you know, like we can chop a verse in half, um, to 13. So Romans 8 through 13. But before I do that, I want to talk a little bit about how those words are actually being repeated from earlier scripture in Deuteronomy 30, chapter 30, 11 through 20. And let's just stick with this movie theme for right now. I have made reference to this before, and most of my demographic knows what I'm talking about. However, I do have a wide variety of ages that listen. So if you have never seen the movie, The Ten Commandments by Cecil B. DeMille with Charlton Heston as Moses, you would not know whom I am speaking of when I talk about Joshua, as in the Bible's Joshua, who was the predecessor to Moses. 
no, not predecessor, the successor. I get those mixed up, darn me. But he followed Moses. And so um, Joshua was played by a young John Derrick. And if you Google John Derrick, Joshua or John Derrick, the Ten Commandments, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But every time I read Exodus or Deuteronomy or Joshua, where Joshua is mentioned, my brain always goes to John Derrick because he was very beautiful in the movie, The Ten Commandments. And so in Deuteronomy 30, um, verse 11 through 20, it's one of the greatest like sermons, I guess I would call it, but a, one of the greatest sermons, motivational speeches, um, outright encouragement, um, borderline commandment type instruction from Joshua to the people. And in the NIV, which is the New International Version of the Bible, they often start a section with like a subtitle. And this is the offer of life or death. So if you're wondering why I'm reading Deuteronomy 30 before I talk about Romans, which is the actual scripture set for week one of Lent, or I don't know if this is, I think it's technically week one of Lent. I'm looking and I get one, two, three, four, five, six. Yes, because then it's Holy Week. So let's call it week one. If you're wondering why I'm going off that is because I want to take you back to where the quote is going to come from. So Joshua is with the Israelites and he's taking them into the land that God has promised them. So they were slaves in Egypt. God rescues them. Everybody remembers when um, Moses, through the help of God, parts the Red Sea and they all cross over. And then the Egyptians and the Pharaoh, well, not Pharaoh, but the Egyptians, um, Pharaoh's army gets um, drowned in the Red Sea and, you know, life's going to be great, right? Oh no, they wander in the desert for 40 years simply because they weren't obedient to God and they continue to not trust him. And so God had to help them redirect several times. And so now Joshua is going to, is talking to them and it's an, and it's the offer of life or death. So bear with me as I read this. Now, what I'm commanding you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. It is not up in heaven so that you ask, who will ascend into heaven to get it and proclaim it to us so we may obey it? Nor is it beyond the sea so that you have to ask, who will cross the sea to get it and proclaim it to us so we may obey it? No, 
The word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart, so you may obey it. Verse 14, that one's the one to remember, okay? But let me keep reading. See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, and to keep his commandments, decrees, and laws. Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you are not obedient, and if you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, I declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. This day I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice and hold fast to him. For the Lord is your life and he will give you many years in the land. He swore to give you, give your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Good stuff. Am I right? What I love about the Bible and honestly, what I think that I am learning right now is it is so interconnected. And like when you go to Sunday school, you learn that there's the Old Testament and the New Testament. And you often think of the Old Testament before Jesus and the New Testament after Jesus came. But the truth is, Jesus is there in all of it because we believe as Christians in this triune God. And it's interesting, I'm going to pause for a minute and go off on a small tangent because the dictionary says a Christian is one who follows Christ. And so lots of people will say, yep, I follow Christ. And lots of, there's lots of brands of Christianity out there. In the Bible, God says it is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And there are references to the three in one in lots of spots in the Bible. And God, we often think of God as the creator, but Jesus was there and the spirit was there because that is God. And it's weird and it's hard to explain. I loved it one time in vacation Bible school when I was saying, you know, it's like you are somebody's child and you are a student of vacation Bible school and you are a friend to somebody. And this little boy said, um, yeah, at my school, they said, it's kind of like that God is kind of like water because he can be steam, water, or ice. And I'm like, excellent way to one up me and make it even cooler. So when I say Christian, I do follow Christ, <clears throat> but it's to the extent that I believe that Jesus is my savior. 
And it's the reason why I do this podcast, because I want everybody to know that Jesus is available to you too, as more than just this historical human. He is God. That was me taking a water break, and I usually try to time it so I don't have to take a water break. But I'm sure you could tell that my mouth was getting dry. And then I think of my sister saying, do you need a sip of water? Oh, no, that's usually my daughter who's like, do you need a sip of water? Like your lips are getting dry. Yeah, I do. I need a sip of water all the time. People hydrate. It's real important. Anyways, sorry, everybody. This is crazy. But most of my demographic probably gets dry mouth. Am I right, Phyllis? I'm just saying. Anyways, so... My real point on that is Joshua was giving us this life or death sort of choice, right? Well, Paul in Romans is now going to give the same thing. And I'm going to read 10 through verse 15. Because it is so important and very similar to what we just heard in Joshua. Brothers, my heart's desire and my prayer to God for the Israelites is that they may be saved. For I can testify about them that they are zealous for God, but their zeal is not based on knowledge, since they did not know the righteousness that comes from God and sought to establish their own they did not submit to God's righteousness. Christ is the end of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. Moses describes it describes in this way the righteousness that is by the law. The man who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that is by faith says, do not say in your heart who will ascend in heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the deep, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. Remember that one? That is the word of faith we are proclaiming, that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart you believe, and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you are that you confess and are saved. I love that. I have that totally highlighted in pink because I love a good pink highlighter. And I just am like, that is the key. It is Jesus loves me, this I know. As the scripture, I'm going to continue though, that was just Chrissy interjecting. As the scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Verse, there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is the Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Such good news, right? How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they've not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. But, all the, but not all the Israelites accepted the good news. For Isaiah says, 
Lord, who has believed our message? Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. Good, good stuff, right? So, 8b through 10 is where it says, the word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith we are proclaiming, that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you are that you confess and are saved. Unbelievably easy. It is just that easy. Believe it in your heart and say it with your mouth. At first, I was kind of horrified that for the first Sunday of Lent, the epistle would be like the whole height of where we come to in knowing Jesus and by knowing Jesus, then believing in our heart that Jesus is Lord and then proclaiming it with our mouth that Jesus is our Savior. And and that is how we come to know and be saved by Christ. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I feel like I should build this up. And then we end with that. Like, you know, like spoiler alert, tomb was empty. Like you don't start Lent off with that, right? Except for the fact that this is the movie that we've watched a million times. Hopefully, this is the story that we hear over and over. This is the quote that we continue to say, you know, teamwork makes the dream work. Like, right? Those things that we say that might seem a little cliche, but is the truth. Like, many hands make light work, you know. I mean, there's so many quotes out there that we say honestly so many positive quotes that that we continually use and interestingly enough like tons of them are even super biblically based and the thing that i super love is this how in romans it actually points to Deuteronomy. And the cool part about like the when the Bible was translated many, many times is lots of newer versions are able to say, this is said because that was said. And the Bible is both then and there and here and now. And what I love is the fact that words that were spoken way over 2022 years ago are true now and still apply now like this book withstands the test of time and how how you read it and how you interpret it and how you take it to heart is so personal and, and I think that's where we have to be a little bit more understanding of each other and have these really interesting conversations about 
what exactly does that mean? You know, and some will say, like, well, you're not saved unless you're baptized. And baptism is absolutely amazing. And Jesus tells us, he says, go and baptize. But I think right here proves that when you believe with your heart and you say it with your mouth and confess it with your mouth, you are saved, then of course you're going to be baptized. Um, and when babies are baptized, that is God working in in all of that. And so baptism is a great thing and a good, good thing. I just love that no matter where you are and if you are all alone, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And the, and the part about God raising him from the dead, there's almost every religion out there acknowledges Jesus Christ which I think is super cool. But when they just have him be like this cool dude, yeah, not a big deal. There's a lot of, I know a lot of cool dudes, lots of cool dudes out there doing good stuff, but they're not Jesus. Jesus is Jesus and Jesus is God. And so I love the way that Joshua is putting it, is that, first of all, he's saying, now what I'm commanding you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. And he even says, you know, you don't have to go all the way up to the heavens. Um, you don't have to cross the sea. No, the word is very near you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. And so he's talking to people who have the promise of a Messiah who would come and save them who is God. And, and the, the command is still the same to have it in your mouth and have it in your heart. And I love, he says, this day, I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death. When we know Jesus, we know life because even when we die, we will live it eternally. Blessings and curses. Yep. Will bad things happen to us on earth? Yeah, they will. Just got in a car accident and it sucked. Didn't get heart hurt. So that part was awesome. The other person didn't get hurt. That was awesome. They didn't have insurance. That sucked. I only have liability. That sucked. So yeah, is it a curse though? No, it's just a bad thing that happened on earth. Um, do blessings happen on earth? Sure they do. And are there some things that go wrong? Yep. But the important part comes next. Now choose life so that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God. Listen to his voice and hold fast to him. For the Lord is your life, and he will give you many years in the land he swore to you. He swore to give your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And he's saying, you will live long 
without even truly realizing eternity because Christ hasn't come yet. But the promise of a savior is there and they believe that. So they believe without even ever knowing that Christ has co will come to earth yet. They believe that the promises that God has made and through the different prophets, starting with Moses, they believe this. And it's this crazy um, story that from the beginning to the end that hasn't happened yet, but even to Christ ascending into heaven is all still relevant to us today, which so cool, right? All right, listen to my commercial. It's cool too. Not so much. The other really important part of the um, scripture that was laid out for this um, first Sunday of Lent is the Romans 10, 12 through 13. For this, there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is the Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. All, all, and everyone. That's pretty, that's pretty inclusive. It's not exclusive to just white people. It's not just exclusive to people of color. It's not just exclusive to women or exclusive to men. It's not just exclusive to people of different nations and people who dress differently and people who think differently and different brands of Christians. And it doesn't just mean Christian. It is for all. It is all, every person that God created in his image. That if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So easy, right? So easy. And I love that Lent gives us this opportunity to learn who Jesus is. And so at first I was horrified. Like, why are you going to start with like, like the, like the grand finale? This is how you, um, become saved. And, and when I think about being saved, it kind of cracks me up a little bit. Cause I, I really believe that I was saved over 2022 years ago when Jesus died on the cross. That's when I was saved. The fact that I confess it and with my mouth and believe it in my heart sort of seals the deal. It is all about what God does for us because without the Holy Spirit, we can't even say that. So the better you get to know Jesus, the easier it is to confess and say it, to believe in your heart and to say it with your mouth. I just love though that Joshua 
says, what I'm commanding you today is not too difficult for you. And then he says, no, the word is very near. It's in your mouth and in your heart, just like it would be when we would come to know Jesus. And he says, like, I'm like, I'm, I'm saying this, like, can I get a witness? Heaven and earth are my witnesses that I've set before you life and death, blessing and curses. Now choose life. We get to choose. This is so great. And so hopefully you will continue to choose Jesus. You will continue to learn about this Jesus. And if you don't know Jesus, it's okay because you can't know unless somebody tells you, which it's, they talk about that later in, in that Romans chapter, that some that you got to hear it, that you got to know it. And so hopefully, because I'm the hippie Christian who cares, I care enough to share it so that you do hear it and say, hmm, who is this Jesus? Is this crazy Christian girl is talking about? And then you find out and you learn and you believe in your heart and then you say it with your mouth. Good stuff. I'm just telling you. It's like happily ever after coming, like Dorothy coming home. Like there's no place like home and home is our home in ultimately our home in heaven. I'm kind of loving this whole connection with the movie quotes and the words in the Bible because we all want the truth, right? And you're, you're all already saying it, aren't you? You can't handle the truth. We can handle the truth because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. I also couldn't help but think of, I may not be a smart man, but I know what love is. Hopefully you all know that's a Forrest Gump quote. But the truth is, ha, get it? The truth is, remember, love is for all. Jesus is for all. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So it does. you don't have to be a smart man. You can be saved anyways. Yay. So really the where I'm at, I'm I'm just a girl standing in front of a microphone asking you to love Jesus. <laughs> I could drag these out forever. And my my friend Judy and I actually thought it would be hilarious to take movie lines and apply them to the Bible. Oh my gosh, if anybody wants to do that let me know. I think it's hilarious. But at the end of the day, at the end of this podcast, just remember Joshua on behalf of God and God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit makes us an offer we can't refuse. Keep coming back to my Lenten series. I love you all. I am Chrissy Baki, the hippie Christian who cares. Thank you.